This is the On The Touchline Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Broadwater. Welcome to the show. If you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that we occasionally like to put out a bonus episode, usually on a weekend, uh, related to a specific topic or perhaps narrating a blog post that one of the co-hosts of the show uh, has written. So John Townsend put out a fantastic piece on May 2nd, and it's called Through My Son's Eyes. And that is your bonus episode this week of the On the Touchline podcast. I'm going to narrate John's work. Beams of sunlight kiss my son's dark blonde curls as he giggles and chases the ball, readying his body to kick it again. The grass is soft underfoot. I can tell it tickles the soft pads on the soles of his bare feet. With every firm contact between his tiny feet and the ball, he shoots me a look with his sky blue eyes. He seeks affirmation and approval, not goals or wins. My son is young and beginning to play the game his father played. So much reminds me of my initial immersion to this game. The laughter and the hurried steps in pursuit of a father's approving nod are everything to him. Some things are different. For instance, I learned to kick a ball on a concrete plot surrounded by high chain link fencing. We called it the bird cage. That place holds many of my secrets. There, I first bled or threw my first punch after tasting an errant elbow. I celebrated a thousand game-winning goals in that chain link cage. On that cold, hard, and cracked surface, I unlocked new abilities, leveling up daily. What life won't tell you is to level up, you must first get leveled. I am now grown, and although I'm not an old man yet, the rigors of seasons spent on the concrete ring loudest in my bones. I'm at a precipice overlooking a valley full of memories, playing a game learned on concrete. My memory has not yet faded, watching the younger me run wild. Reality strikes, breaking the aperture of my idyllic past when I realize I am now the youngest I will ever be again. The same is true for you. I accept this realization, then my mind returns to the concrete cage where I am once again young, vibrant, and eager to play. Images of that place strengthen as the memories become clearer. Visions of defiant weeds that dared to grow, forcing the concrete to crack. The child me used to believe those weeds fought to reach the air, to gain access to sunlight, to level up. The concrete gave me my first kiss in the form of scuffed and bloodied kneecaps. Hundreds of pickup games turned fistfight resulted in walking home to nurse ground beef shins. Such wounds strengthen the rebar of a young mind and body. 
Scrapes and bruises earned in the combat of the unstructured game. It is here where I learned to bleed for something. A clumsy fall, punished by the pavement, or a slide tackle to save a goal, all strengthens the armor. The abrasions and scars become take-home tokens of a day spent growing up. As a father, I suppose it's natural to wonder how much your boy will resemble you. Will he have an ever-present football underfoot like I did? Will he migrate from playing on soft, manicured grass to the cold concrete? I smile when I recall how my simple mind conjured up moves and games for my little body to execute. To this day, my mind and muscle hold the data of countless dribbles, cuts, chops, turns, all performed in a crude dance. Some days, the motivation was to wear the panels off of a cheaply made, scuffed up football. Over the years, the concrete bore witness to the different manipulations. I remember the aggressive repetition, motivated by fury. Most days, the relationship with the ball required only grace and glee. That was freedom. Freedom of expression. Freedom to explore. Freedom to fail. Freedom. It is possible my son will be like his father, taking pride in wearing the soles of his shoes thin. The difference may be that he will receive a new pair even if the actual need and shoe sale don't intersect. I don't want my son to be me though. I want him to be better than me. I want him to be the best version of himself for his baby brother who is still like him, too young to understand the world because one day I too will be gone. I will exist only in his memories. I can see him, that boy I used to be, thin frame, thin skinned, with growing feet and thinly soled shoes. He's standing in the birdcage. The tears spit, sweat, and blood blot down the concrete. These are not split so much in the pursuit of victory, but in the throes of adventure. These elements nourish arrogant weeds that, like those of us who played the game, push through more each day. Some time ago, I drove past what remains of the birdcage. The garbage cans hold the refuse of the passerby. You must look closer. It's all about perspective. A tilted trash can holds our most valuable object in that cheaply made, scuffed up football. It also contains our dream manifest with each goal scored. Defeat in the birdcage on this jagged concrete plot proffers another lesson. It reminds us that we must dig into the bin and into the darkness to retrieve that which we hold dear out of the grime. There is an entry fee associated with conceding goals on the concrete. In isolation, the fee is minuscule and maddening. In totality, over time, it adds up and makes more sense now that I am grown. This lesson matters. 
Whenever our childish arms with eager hands gathered the ball from that dark place, we left a bit of pride behind, trapped in the dank submission of the trash. My son has grown tired of kicking and dribbling in the grass. He is now resting with his arms draped over the ball, picking at the grass beneath him. I too remember when my friends grew tired. With each passing season, fewer turned out to play on the concrete. Soon I moved on and for years, I forgot about the harsh yet magical place too. We go for a drive. I want to take him to that place. The concrete plot and now rusty birdcage stands resolute. The ground is dry, missing the tears, spit, sweat, and blood of an absent generation. The concrete is not tickled and trampled by the feet of raucous boys and girls. It seems that children no longer dare to dream. They won't emulate their heroes. They can't imagine the thanklessness of time spent alone. I don't see them on the concrete. They won't play unless it's on manicured pitches and under bright floodlights. I smile more because I am a father. I take my son to the games like my father took me all those years. Still, part of me wonders if he, too, will embrace the concrete as I did in my youth. You see, the concrete is not the birdcage. It is the difficult, unglamorous, and thankless route. It is the thousand painful tasks in the pursuit of betterment. It is the preparation for life destined for difficult times. It's doing the hard thing, which is often the right thing. We venture across the concrete plot. The cracks have now widened and become canyons that separate us from a past where dreams were still real. My memory serves me like a penny theater with dreams flickering on the tattered and worn big screen. The previews are more reviews of dreams playing a sacred game. That game film of childhood captured and frozen in memory is important. As we walk, my son's soft, delicate hands grab my callous palms as he points at plants jutting out of the ground. These tangled and thorny plants are his height. To him, they're magnificent, but I know what they are. They grew up with me, those weeds jutting through the concrete, always leveling up. He tears away from me in a full sprint, chasing his shadow like Peter Pan. He stomps on a leaf, tumbling by, and then another and another. Gusts of wind sift through his curly hair. As boys do, he sprints off. His tiny feet piston, pummeling the pavement. Soon, he grows tired again, and we leave. On the way home, as he talks, I listen. He soon falls asleep as I drive in silence. But if I listen, I can still hear the shouts and jubilations of a million goals scored. Goals that no longer belong to me, but to time. As we pull into the driveway and come to a stop, I exhale. I return to that precipice and overlook that valley where my memories remain. 
Time has turned the concrete cracks into canyons whose walls echo the shouts of childhood. And like sirens pulling me back to the days that no longer belong to me, I listen, but only for a moment. For I have the present, and with it, the honor of watching my son make memories of his own. That is a blog post written by one of the co-hosts of this show, John Townsend, called Through My Son's Eyes, and you can find that on medium.com. So if you just type in John Townsend Medium, uh, that should come up in a Google search. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the On The Touchline podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find this show on 11 different podcasting platforms, including places like Apple, Spotify, Google, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and a host of others. If you listen to the show on Apple Podcast, go there now, and please, please, please leave a five-star rating and a review. You can also reach out to me at any time, active on social media, on Twitter or Instagram, and my handle is at SoccerCoachJB. Back in your feed next Wednesday with a brand new episode. And until next time, this has been the On The Touchline podcast. I'm your host, Jason Broadwater.